This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of a law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ellsworth Exchange, and happy uh, Halloween month here on the show. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. We've been rolling out with a number of uh, Halloween or spooktacular-themed episodes, just as an initiative. Hey, like, when it's a certain particular season with a, a certain particular theme, we can do a, a string of shows yeah. that are all part of that theme. Uh, this good. one is not necessarily tangentially connected. Literally, it's about Halloween. Uh, this is a Joel uh, suggestion, which I kind of dug. It was just about Halloween costumes of past, present, and future. And maybe There's literally what haven't we done yet? Something something costumes, something something candy was on my little notepad this it's morning. It's true. We've we've never done we have not done candy yet. Uh, one day maybe mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, it's but but I liked the idea of talking about our costumes because I put a lot of we we all, we all put a lot of effort into costumes and our own ideas and and so like it's fun to to acknowledge them, shine a light on costumes past that maybe didn't get a chance to really get a spotlight on them. The worst thing in the world is preparing for Halloween and then being in your costume and then finding out that you're not going anywhere or doing anything. Um, that more times than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, so we're gonna talk about not only the costumes that we've made and done and performed, but also uh, the the times that those costumes are tied to, and perhaps what what seminal moment in our period uh, took place in said costumes. I know that I, there's there's a very uh, dark period in my life. It's called high school when my costumes were like ranged from nothing to something. And uh, and and it's interesting how how it's uh, how it's morphed and how Halloween itself has changed over yeah. the years um, since then. So uh, before we begin, uh, Joel, hope you're feeling better. Joel is uh, under uh, the weather. If you see a little bit of a less pep in his step, it's because of the illness. Uh, yeah, it happens. It's, man, everyone around me got sick this week. And it was that thing where you know you're getting sick because you got the little tickle in the back of your throat. It's like, no, nah, it's fine. I can beat it. You can never beat it. Nope. I've. Uh, yep. I'm always there, and I'm always sick, and it sucks. I completely hear you. Uh, so yeah. Uh, with that in mind, Joel, what is your what is your earliest costume memory? Oh man, uh, I think when I was very young, I'm talking like six years old, I went as a Power Ranger. I wish photos of this still existed, but <laughs> yes, I was totally a Power Ranger. Which color? I was red, of course. Of course. Um, I dressed as a Power Ranger once for, like, a church function for, like, kids. Oh. I was also the Red Ranger. Nice. Um, yeah, the earliest costume that I can remember. I want to say it's actually a Ghostbuster. Nice. I think it was a Ghostbuster. I remember getting the jumpsuit from Ghostbusters 2. And uh, I, of course, already had the proton pack, the particle accelerator, the trap, obviously, uh, the uh, the 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 plastic never stayed on your arm armband for Ghostbusters. Um, you were a man of culture and taste. Yes. Now, of course, I think the presumption was to get it for Halloween, but I wore it all the time. Naturally, <laughs> because uh, you know, naturally, the Ghostbusters—that's what they do for a living. That's their job. They don't wear that costume for special occasions, and neither did oh. I. Um, <laughs> Though I do have to admit, I think maybe one of my earliest costumes was also Batman. I remember having a really 
bomb Batman costume. It was the cape and cowl attached. Cool. With a really nice like mask that went over it that was like a different material than the than the, than the cape and cowl. Um, the ears, of course, were like a little short, but like attached to the to the head. I don't know where the hell we got that, but uh, it's funny. I love comics, but I never did a superhero themed costume, and I'm kicking myself. I did do Star Wars one year. You better believe I did Star Wars, but mm-hmm. I did the worst Star Wars. The oh yes, which uh, which Star Wars was that? That's uh, that was Phantom Menace before we even saw the movie that year. I was Darth Maul and I did the red face paint and the black and my mom actually did my hair like little spikes and everything. <laughs> and boy, boy, did I live to regret that. But then kind of came around to it because Rebels and all the other shows made Darth Maul awesome. So that's Right. Fine. I mean, the reality is like Darth Maul objectively looked cool when he first debuted in the trailer. Uh I still submit that Darth Maul sucks, and it takes, like, <laughs> outside canon retconning to make him worthwhile, oh but, like, that's not a... You can't just be like, no, 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 hang in there. I know that in the one movie he appears and he's totally lame, but if you read all the novels and the cartoon show and the other cartoon show, you will yep. get Darth Maul. Like, no. Watch three seasons of Clone Wars and a whole season of Rebels, and we promise he's cool at if, the end of that. If you take the character away from the person who created him and give it to and give it to anyone else whose sole preoccupation is making him relevant and cool, mm-hmm. then you will like him. Like, well, then I like a different character. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but in that regard, I don't blame you, dude. You're not alone. There's still kids getting their face painted with Darth Maul. I get it. I'm not gonna blame <laughs> you for it. I understand. Uh, listen, I was I was all about Qui Gon Jinn. Um, nice. And while I didn't uh, ever try to pull it off, I couldn't pull off the hair. It just went up oh. and go down. But uh, my buddy looked just like Qui Gon. He looks like he has <laughs> the Liam Neeson schnoz. He's got uh, he had beautiful flowing locks. He had a great Qui Gon beard. He basically looked like he looked like he was cosplaying as Qui Gon when he went to go see it. Cool. Uh, of course, his mother made him an Obi Wan Kenobi outfit years prior because they were Star Wars fans all the way through their 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 upbringing. Um, actually, it's funny when they went to go see Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Uh, he dressed as Obi Wan mm. and went to the theater, and everyone like that, a good a good third, maybe a you know, were of the of the theater was dressed up, and uh, so he's walking back. He like he got up to get a, to go to the bathroom, get a drink. So he's walking behind the theater. So everyone's sitting down, and his friend just yells out, "Oh my God, it's Obi Wan Kenobi!" <laughs> And everybody turns, because he was dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi, he didn't know who Qui-Gon was. So right. they all turn around, they look at him, and he's just standing there like, oh. and so he goes, may the force be with you. And then everyone cheered, because Star Wars fans, as we know, clap for anything. Uh, Boy, but also, we. it was a pretty baller moment for him. Uh, but he dre- he definitely, when Phantom Menace came out, he was Qui-Gon. He, he turned the Obi-Wan costume into the Qui-Gon costume. The robes, I think, have to be the hardest part because, like, you can look at them online at costume shops, but they're pretty damn expensive, and they never look quite like the movie. True robes are hard to come by. Uh, they don't mm. fall quite as well. Like cheap costume robes, they just they're just sheets of fabric. Yeah. So it's not really gonna work. Um, really quick in the super chat, Noah Botello says, "Be happy you were only Darth Maul, Joel. My mom made me go as Jar Jar Binks one year." Now that I was gonna say, there has to be someone. That may be. Uh, actual child punishment. You may be able to emancipate yourself from your parents for that one. Um, <laughs> no judge in the world would look at that and be like, "Oh, that's some child abuse." They made right? him. They made him wear George Urbink's costume. I'm sorry. You you have to go. <laughs> no wannabe George. <laughs> no. 
Now, you could have argued, you could have been like, well, no, I'm not Jar Jar, I'm Captain Tarpus, who has a little shred of dignity. There, I'm uh, the good one. But, uh, no, we all know what, what Gunga or Gungan you were. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as, as, the, as the years went on, I remember my mental idea of what a costume should be. I didn't even know, I didn't know what cosplay was until I think 2006. Yeah, I think that's when the word really caught on. Right? I remember in Wizard Magazine, which, as you can see, I have a number of copies, uh, mm. when they started doing the costume contest for Halloween every year, uh, I always wanted to participate, but part of the deterrent of doing it was that in the costume contest, Wizard staffers would post your picture and then either make fun of you or sexually <laughs> harass you. Ah, so, you know, you got the best of both worlds. Right, so either way, either you were a woman, and so they, it was either, like, making fun of the fact that you were going to be ogled, or they did ogling, or you were a comic book nerd in a attempt to wear a comic-accurate costume. Either way, you were getting roasted. Um, but I remember, like, the grand prize winners were always people who were, like, who had this unbelievable attention to detail, crazy really good detail, like... Where I remember seeing a full 90s X-Men team and they won first prize. And there was like an archangel with the wings and he was blue. Cool. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And those were cosplayers. What I didn't realize at the time was that those people did that professionally. Or as professional as you can, you know. But that, but that blew my mind. But I remember as a kid wanting to have, like, I was a cosplayer at heart because I was like, I don't want to be Batman where it comes out of a bag and I yeah. get, like, maybe a mask and it says Batman on my chest. Like, mm. I, like, like I'm an idiot or, like, I'm Batman <laughs> in an insane asylum. And Batman forgot his own name. Exactly. Like, just says Namtab. Like, no, so I can see it right in the, in the mirror. No, it, it's, like, I, I was very much like, no, it needs to be accurate. Like, oh, where can I get, like, a, like, yellow foam for belts but my skills as a designer as a craftsman uh, were certainly lacking and so i never really accomplished what my mind's eye wanted me to do i think that's true of all of us too right? i mean i had great ideas in my mind hard to bring them to fruition and that's why i respect the professional cosplayers and all the workmanship that goes into everything oh, they totally do. i will say another big costume of mine as a kid uh was the ninja turtles um, mm. I always wanted to be Donatello because Donatello is and always will be my favorite Ninja Turtle. Uh, and he does machines. And he does machines. Uh, which is something I really wanted to do as a kid, but again, n no math. So, you know. I mean, you're doing this show. This involves much in machines. This is true, and I we barely keep the lights on. Um, but uh, when it came to Ninja, Ninja Turtles, the only real costume that was ever available to me was Raphael. Yeah. Not my least favorite turtle. I liked Raphael, but I had to, but I, that's all my options were. And so as a result, like, you know, I remember mixing and matching costumes, you know, like the Ninja Turtle costume came in like a bag and you got like, if you got a good bag, you got like the hard shell, which yeah. is just made of like a plastic. Um, and you got like a, like a turtle tummy that was attached to the, to the shell. And that was kind of it. And like a mask, but I was like, no, I needed to be a ninja turtle, so I had to get like the plastic, like the like the leather, not leather, uh, like the rubber mask. Yeah, yeah. So I got that rubber mask in conjunction with that, and of course, ninja turtles have to have three fingers. Yes. They don't make ninja turtle, so I had to like do this with my hands, and then I tape my long. hands so they'd be ninja turtle hands. Um, it, I'm sure that in my head it worked out, but How I'm just saying, was this Halloween mask? Photos. 
was this Halloween mask how I remember all Halloween masks to be sweaty, unbreathable, and usually get to punch the nose holes in so yeah. you could kind of breathe? It was it was a heavy duty rubber. Uh, it had a you know baked an expression of of, of teeth. Um, maybe there was a slit in the middle, like the, min- the most minuscule one. Uh, and I don't even remember. I think there must have been holes, like just little dots underneath the fake eyes. I'm sure there was no nose, you know, holes. I did so many rubber masks. That was, I think that's the bulk of my Halloween was all different flavors of rubber masks. Cause I always wanted something horrifying. I always wanted to go for the scary Halloween. I was Scream guy one year when oh. Scream was quite popular. Nice. I remember when that costume started to come out and then Scream came out. And I'm like, that's just the off the rack scary ghost mo- like mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which as it turns out was actually like meta. Like that was what they wanted to do. They yeah. were like, no, it's the it's the off the rack thing. It's not our off the rack. But uh, that's cool. Yeah, I remember seeing them. One of my favorite memories. My when I grow growing up, my mom was friends with an owner of a costume shop. Nice. So I had exclusive access through ludicrous price gouging, but still access <laughs> to like a myriad of different costume options. And I remember being captivated by these like scary, horrifying rubber masks. But them always being complete, not even like close to in the price range. I remember, like, my, uh, I think I remember the number being, like, $65 or something like that. Which, of course, to a to an eight-year-old is like, nope, never going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing them being like, those are great looking. And they're scary. There's just random assortment of horrifying faces, like wolves with these, like, not even teeth, like, tendons that became teeth, like, shooting out the face. And you're like, what the, what is, what rhyme or reason does this follow? None whatsoever. It's just supposed to capture horror. Or that full body latex or plastic rubber mask that starts here, goes to your knees, and it's, like, just a giant, horrible gape mouth. You remember those? Love just, it. I, I, I gotta assume those are still around, but I haven't seen one of those in action since probably E.T., I remember in E.T., the extraterrestrial, there's like a, a trick-or-treat scene. And you see all the costumes that were very popular in the 80s, including a, a Yoda costume. Yeah. What uh, what was your modus operandi for trick-or-treat bag? Did you go with the traditional orange pumpkin? Did you go with the grocery bag? Or did you do what I do and you got the pillowcase? Pillowcase. Because I wanted yeah. to have the maximum amount of space for yeah, Halloween. Uh, it started out as a Halloween sack, a cloth sack that my parents got for me it was like a it was like probably about this big it was cloth it had a pull string and it depicted a scene i think it was of a spooky tree and a spooky cat and maybe a spooky (laughs) ghost um it may have glowed in the dark at one point but i doubt it but uh it was very much a and i think it may have said trick or treat on it but it was very like this is the bag you break out for for halloween i remember like I don't know where we kept it, but I remember it always resurfaced every Halloween. <laughs> and then at some point or another, the drawstring broke. Oh. like So you couldn't seal it anymore, which is kind of like part of the appeal. And uh, ultimately, then I had the bright idea. I remember seeing other kids with the with the pillowcase. And I'm like, I'm going with the pillowcase. I got the idea from Simpsons. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fit in there, you damn pillowcase. And I'm like, that's a great idea, Simpsons. I will do that next year. Yeah, I think I remember having my rinky-dink bag and then being with other kids who had the pillowcase and being like, oh, I am shortchanging myself. Um, then, of course, there was the plight of picking the right pillowcase. Like, yeah. You don't want to have it be, because for no reason my mom made my bedroom nautical-themed. <laughs> I am by no means a boatsman or a seafaring kid, but like there was, it was f- like f- nautical flag wallpaper and 
nautical themed pillowcases and sheets along with like a a fisherman's net with like starfish and shells and sand crabs and whatnot. I'm like, never did I, did it occur to me like, Hey, stop that. Like, I don't care about fish. Well, Aquaman's bedroom. You grew up in Aquaman. Yeah. Bedroom. It was Arthur Curry's bedroom, but for a, for a land loving noob like myself, bizarre choice. And never did I think like, Hey mom, I don't give a crap about fish or the sea. Could you like maybe theme it to be superheroes or something? Bizarre. Same with my mother, only her thing was floral patterns. Everything was floral patterns in our house growing up. There's Every every mom gets some theme stuck in their craw. I remember oh, yeah. a buddy of mine, my old college roommate's mom, was very into roosters. Roosters everywhere! Thankfully, anything that has a rooster printed on it is like pretty much in the same wheelhouse. So, like, if you're getting rooster-themed stuff for your kitchen, for your living room, for your bathroom, it's all going to look the same. There's not, it's not going to be as yeah. incohesive as you can imagine. It's true. Uh, Divid22, Sal, why, not, why did you not go as Robert Downey Jr. going as Stark? Um, well, by the time that, I, that Robert Downey Jr. was Tony Stark, um, I, I had long since stopped trick-or-treating and kind of abandoned Halloween costuming as well. Um, so it just didn't, it just didn't happen for me. Um, well now I'd be fat Robert Downey Jr. And it would be like annoying to have to like deal with that crazy every all time. Night. Like, Hey, look, it's chubby Iron Man. Har, har, har. Hey, wow. Like, did you get out of a joke book or something? Like good, good call. So you, that's why we never, why I never went with that. Also, I didn't want to do his weird facial hair. It is a uh, whole thing. Will I am golden in high school. I made a cheap question costume with leather hoodie, a Durang with a question mark on it and a Yankee cap. That's cool. Oh. Man, I wish I had thought to like go with the more grounded superheroes. I would have been able to pull off a lot more costumes back then. I uh, I was one year, and God, this is so... I can't believe I'm actually going to tell this story. <laughs> so one year at my Catholic high school, which I went to in the country, in like friggin' Bible Belt, Canada, they uh, had a thing where it's like, oh, you don't have to wear the uniform, because obviously going to a Catholic school, I had to wear a uniform. Naturally. For Halloween, you don't have to wear a uniform if you wear a costume. And I came as the Punisher, and I did the whole thing with the big boots, skull shirt, trench coat that I had. And bandoliers and everything. And looking back at that now in our current climate, oh, 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 everything about that was wrong. Why did I do that? Yeah, I, I don't like you can't get away with the Punisher today in a school. You, you also can't be Neo in a school. You can't, oh. you probably can't be, uh, yeah, you can't be in the Matrix anymore. Any, anything with a trench coat and bullets. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I will say in high school, which was like, there were there were a lot of like uh, bad things going on in the news that wouldn't have helped us out. Um, I remember my buddy was Neo, and he just looked like a school shooter. <laughs> he was not the one. No, but he also didn't get kicked out. We got kicked out, not kicked out, but they they made us. I like trench coats. I think they're cool. I like dusters. Um, I don't, I can't pull them off now, but and I couldn't pull them off then, but I thought I could, and I liked them a lot, so I wanted to. Um, and trench coats were also surprisingly inexpensive. And if you went to thrift stores, you could also get like different really cool ones. Like I remember getting a short yes. one called a great coat, uh, 
that was really very lightweight and you slid your hands into the pockets and if you open it up, like your pockets can stick right out. Uh, it was very much a Boondock Saints kind of coat, but... Uh, d definitely something someone's great uncle Jack died in. <laughs> totally. Great coat. Uh, but I got that and I'm like, this is awesome. It was very lightweight. It could move around. I could wear it pretty much up until the spring. Um, and a bunch of us had gotten into London fogs. Uh, and I remember one day, uh, the school principal called all of us into the office and said, uh, you can't wear those anymore. Mm. Uh, trench coats are banned. And, yeah, they're, uh, they're out. Yeah, <laughs> and one of our parents said, like, so you're enforcing a dress code. And they were like, oh, we rescind the ban. Uh, don't sue us. <laughs> and so that was We're fun. afraid of trench coats, but we're more afraid of litigation. <laughs> this is very true. <clears throat> uh, Heartless Fang, sometimes I'd use the old jack-o'-lantern bucket for McDonald's Happy Meals in the 90s to store candy. Great uh, vessel, too small. Thinking too small, man. You gotta go big. I loved, I loved the the, the look of those '90s yeah. Halloween McDonald's buckets and but the again, toys you got with the back in the Happy Meals back in those days. The little nuggets that you could dress up in costumes. Oh, totally. Comic Goblin. Good evening, fellas. As my as a kid, my mom traditional Hispanic was incredibly cheap when it came to Halloween, and I'd be dressed as a ninja five years in a row. <laughs> I got less candy every year. Still a oh, funny no. time. Me and my mom laugh about. Dude, if it ain't, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if you can pull off the ninja costume, uh, the ninja is the cheapest costume you could possibly. Uh, do you have black clothing? Put it on. Do you have like a sheer? Uh, scarf. I, mean, I know you do, Mom. Wrap it around his face. <laughs> the only thing that's cheaper is the white sheet ghost. Yes, but it gets a little dicey the further down the Bible Belt you get. That uh, too. So yeah, um, I remember, and I will say this: uh, I was actually now that now thinking back, as a kid, I was very comic book oriented. I was the Penguin from Batman Returns nice. for Halloween that's one year. A good one. Bizarre choice. I just like the I like the idea. I got the I, I like the idea of assembling it. Like, yeah. I got, like, this weird, like, cummerbund costume thing. I got a coat that I normally had, a top hat, a prosthetic nose, the monocle. Like, I taped my fingers again to be, like, uh, the penguin. Uh, just very, like, I owned it. My sister was Catwoman, um, which was cute. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and I was Dick Tracy one year. Oh, now there's there's a good there's a deep cut for one. Yeah. And you know what? Like I think my parents were really into it because it was very brightly colored. So they were yeah. like, hey, we can see him from across the area. And a car won't hit him. Yeah. Uh Chase Eichler bought a movie accurate, movie accurate homecoming costume, so I'll be Spider-Man at parties for the rest of my nice. life to pay it oh, off. Damn. Best purchase ever though. Well, if it's... I thought you were going to say, I bought a movie-accurate superhero costume in 1998, which means it was not in any way movie-accurate, <laughs> and it made me look like a complete clown. But no, you're talking about buying, like, one of those, like, Etsy costumes, which... Yeah. I know that I have a friend of mine who's actually thinking about doing that and just, just doing it all, and just doing that for, for the rest of his life. He so, can show up to events. Exactly. Uh, so I don't blame you. take pictures. Yeah, I think that's cool. Listen... Uh, as I've been assembling a costume that I've been working on for the last three or three years, uh, I'm I, like I always swore to myself if I could ever actually pull off being like a live, real life Ghostbuster, I would do that forever because I don't really want to be anything else, and it's hard to really pull it off, especially the older and the and the heavier I get. Like, you know, what, what are you gonna do? There's not a lot of room. I remember one year I was Jesse Custer, couldn't pull it off. 
always wanted to be Bullock one year again, but I couldn't find the right shade of trench coat, and I couldn't wear a fedora without looking like a doofus. And also, I'm not drunk enough and surly enough. Yeah, you need to. What you need to do is you need the five o'clock shadow, ditch the goatee, and then you got to get like the full Bullock alpha. You need like a loose wrinkled, terrible dress shirt, a loose, ill-fitting tie, a big old trench coat, like work pants. You got to own it. Cover it in the dirt. The shade of mustard that he uh, had in the animated series, that one. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think you could totally pull off Bullock, especially the older you get, the more the more Bullocky you can be. The more Bullock I become, the more mileage I get on you. Man, I've seen some things you never believe. Yeah, I, mean, I, saw, I think that's a great idea. Um, but I've been Still working on my do. Ghostbusters costume forever, and uh, we're getting closer. Uh, thanks to Spirit Halloween, a like move um, a better available, cheaper ghost trap became available. So I'm like, okay, got that. Uh, I got my boots. I got my uh, belt gizmo that I ordered from Etsy. Um, you know, it's all coming together. Uh, dyeing the suit, making the patches, and getting the. Uh, I made like that weird hose that they have attached to their leg for no reason. Um, of course, my proton pack, like, it's coming together. It's, it's really it's really a work in progress, a constant work in progress. Um, Better every year. So, as a kid, when you went trick-or-treating, did you go with your... When, if ever, did you transition from, my parents are taking me, to, I want to go with friends, to, why are we trick-or-treating, I'm trying to get laid here? I, it was around high school, that was the big change. Be like, I think I can do this on my own, and I'm meeting people to go do this sort of thing. Although, here's the thing, because I lived in the friggin' sticks, so there was, like, no one around. I had to commute to the subdivision, like, over if I wanted to actually get to houses. I, I lived in a place for years, no one ever came to our house, because we were in the middle of frickin' nowhere. Same we here. always set up candy, always set up a pumpkin, never got nobody. Yeah. We had we live in the sticks as well, and uh, my parents have been in the same house for thirty years or whatever. But it's uh, nobody ever goes. The street had like some kids on it when I was growing up. Uh, it has a couple of kids on it now, but like we should talk. We'll talk about Halloween in, in like now in a minute because like Halloween now is like a just just a pale shadow of what it once was. That was. Um, I think we can all agree that last Halloween of what that felt like, where it's like, this is the end. Yes. Oh, big time. Um, by the way, Heartless Fang, last one from me. One of the best parts of Halloween as a kid was haggling with the siblings for uncommon candy after going through it all. Yeah, we didn't talk yet about that. Like, just getting candy um, and the, the, you know, the hopes and dreams and, and what houses you knew. Yep. Had what? Had the, had the good stuff. Yep. For that's, as, the, that's the dentist house. Stay away from there. He gives toothpaste. I always avoided the dentist uh, house when it came to, to, to that. It's funny. Uh, my mom drove us to different suburban communities. And then would say, and then she would be like, okay, go up and down the block. And then we would hit the, like my sister and I, or, or just me, would hit those houses. Um, and I would always insist on going a little further up the road. There was a, my, my fourth grade English teacher's son worked for Marvel Comics, which I never leveraged or did anything about and never really <laughs> processed was a big, cool deal. But every year for Halloween, she gave away comic books. So smart. They really should do that more. The, well, actually Diamond Distribution has like Halloween, uh, every year they do a Halloween thing and you can get like Halloween giveaways at your local comic book store. Um. Which we did one year, uh, and then Diamond just stopped calling us. And I'm like, oh. we probably did the biggest video for you, but whatever, Diamond, you do what you do. Uh, but 
Yeah. It was really cool to get, like, that was how I got my X-Men and my Sabretooth books, was through Sweet. her. And I was like, this is cool. <laughs> Uh, so as opposed to like most candy, which I was like, this is great. And I like candy and I liked whittling it down over the, over a year, basically. Uh, the really cool thing was like getting, was getting free comics, getting real comics, not mm. just like giveaways like they do now, but actual yeah. comics. For, What's for- some of the weirdest shit you ever got? One lady, one year worked for a makeup company and she handed out gift cards, but mixed in with the candy in hopes we wouldn't notice. And I'm like, lady, I noticed that sucks. <sighs> Apple people, where it's like, look, I know what you're trying to do, but come on, apples, come We've on. never done apples. I remember as a kid, you know, they always warned you about, like, razor blades in apples. And so I think because it was so prevalent when I was a kid, uh, that urban legend, that uh, no one gave out apples. So I never got apples. But uh, I'm trying to think back. Raisins. Raisins. See, I kind of liked raisins. Like, I can buy my own raisins. We have raisins. I don't need yeah. your raisins, which I know you bought for yourself. Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, my uh, one of my neighbors had she. They always they made a goodie bag every year because of our because it was on our street and our street got like three kids. But they they had a little like box filled with individually wrapped Halloween goodie bags that were in like a translucent Halloween themed bag about like yay big. And it was filled, it had like a lollipop, a piece of gum, like some change. And uh, depending on how old you got, like the, like more change or the, or the better denomination of change there was inside. Um, and that was really cool, but very odd. You know, it was like, it was, it was a cute little like care package that this elderly couple used to make for us. Oh, that's nice. Um, that was a, that, that's always a fun memory. That was also the only time we would go into their, like, I would walk by their house. They had horses. And I would like wow. feed the horses on my way from wow. school to to home, and uh, we but we never actually got the chance to go into their house. And Halloween was the years was the month when we would go and visit them. And in their house, it was always like it was like a lodge, and it smelled like what I now know to be pipes uh, <laughs> and pipe tobacco, and it had like severed heads that the husband had scored from hunting. But they were never like it wasn't like a deer; it was like right. a warthog. <laughs> and like another like weird mythical creature <laughs> crazy gay man was uh, how do you feel about people who gave out cans of drink i know on the street i went to i think a guy worked for canada dry because every year he handed out ginger ale which i was fine with because usually after trick-or-treating hey need a little pick me up that's fair i don't know if i liked it i i don't i i think that uh, i think halloween should be simply for solids um, you know, pre- preferably also things that can't break. You're throwing it from the person into a sack filled with the same stuff. You, it needs to be compact. You know, like the easiest one, of course, and the, the for me the worst, not the worst, but like cheapest Tootsie Roll pop. There are Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. You can get 19 of them, chuck them in there. They'll be there till doomsday. You're fine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, like don't don't go with like the hollow candy. Don't go with like cans or juice boxes they too too many opportunities for them to rupture and destroy your entire score they do i will tell you the worst piece of candy i hated i don't know if they're prevalent anymore or if they thankfully maybe phased these out because they were disgusting they were like they looked like caramel they were in orange wax paper and they always tasted goddamn terrible they usually had like skulls and stuff on them was this a canadian thing or did you see these? it sounds like a canadian thing i like the idea of candy having like a poison warning on them 
Yeah, like that basically tells you like, hey, don't eat these. They taste like ass. They were always the worst. And I'm like, ooh, colorful packaging. And every year I tried one and every year I was disappointed. Yeah, for me, it's candy corn. I think candy yeah. corn is horrible and vile. I don't like it. And every year I get some, and or not anymore, but like every year I get some and go, damn it. I don't like this. Um, but no, we did not have like individually wrapped orange Caramels. I don't even know if they had a name. I only saw them at Halloween, and I never saw anyone buy anything. Circus peanuts were kind of a thing that was like, "What are you doing?" Um, but a yeah, very controversial candy choice there. What What was your primo candy? What was the one you were after? Like, I hope I get lots of blank. Three Musketeers were the begin. Like, was was one where I remember. Like, I remember distinctly going, "Like, I can't believe we got more Three Musketeers." I liked those a lot. Um. Full size bars. Oh yeah, that's the that's the hat trick when you can get one of them. Yes, uh, the full sized uh, candy bars were, were the way to go. Uh, we are that house now, by the way. Like where we only do full size candy bars. Um, Malik, well. suge uh, somebody suggested uh, sugar daddies. Maybe that's what it was. Sugar daddies are horrible. I don't know. Uh, if that's what Joel's talking about, though. Uh, this damn sugar daddy stuck to my my back. back. Uh, yeah, no, it's. Um, yeah, Three Musketeers were my were my go to. Were my like holy crap. No, Reese's peanut butter cups are the yeah. They, I've always been a peanut butter guy in general, and all the different types of Reese's. Like sometimes you get the cup, sometimes you get the pieces. Yeah, the, I, for me it's funny. The like I don't really care for Reese's pieces. I like them more now than ever before. But uh, Reese's peanut butter cups in the two pack in the orange are the are the tops. It already looks Halloween-ish because it's orange. I know. I do like, but but I prefer the others, the individually wrapped, like, thick Reese's peanut butter cup guys, the doodads we have, which actually we have a few of. They're the dark chocolate kind, which means they're superior. Um, but you can't go wrong with a Reese's peanut butter cup two-pack, especially if it was the full size. Like, holy shit. A white chocolate Reese's not too long ago, and I was quite disappointed because the white chocolate does not cut through the thickness of the peanut butter as it should. It's like, man, this looks great on the picture, but does not work together when you try it. Let me, let me, let me, let me drop some science about Reese's peanut butter cups, ladies and gentlemen. Please white do. chocolate, you go, you put it right in the garbage because that's where it belongs. Uh, dark chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups. If we're talking about the actual like two pack real bar. Uh, they're good. I'm not denying it. But dark chocolate, of course, doesn't have the looseness that you require for a dark for a, for a chocolate coating. So as a result, when you bite into a Reese's peanut butter cup with dark chocolate, it's going to break apart. You're oh. going to get pieces everywhere. And uh, that's not good eats. So what you really got to do, you get your classic milk chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups. You throw that shit into the refrigerator. Not the freezer. You don't want to have frozen peanut butter. But oh, the no, refrigerator. No. You give it a good four hours, four to six hours, you're golden. That's when you have, it's not ice cold, it's just nice and cold Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's the superior way to eat a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Science you're kicking right there. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know what I liked? I think it was only for a limited time only. I don't know if they exist anymore. Peanut Butter Twix. Peanut Butter Twix. I remember them, and they were good. Uh, yeah. No, they were good. I, I'll give it to you. They changed the vanilla wafer for a chocolate wafer, and they changed the caramel for some peanut butter. Again, I think it was only for a limited time only, but damn, Twix, if, you, if you're listening to this show, and I think we know that you're listening to this show, bring back peanut butter Twix in time for Halloween. Please, yeah, no, that'd be great. I also, I loved Twix. Of course, you get two for the price of one. Who can, who can argue with that? Uh, Twix are also delicious. 
Um, really quick, I just want to jump into the super chat. Joshua Wright, keeping us on task. My friends and I all went as characters from The Matrix in 2000. We thought Ooh. legit, stylized leather and vinyl would make it clear, but got sent home from school because we were nerds and people freaked. We should do an episode. We can't do an episode. We'll never do an episode, but like I could do in a whole episode or a whole conversation about how like Columbine almost ruined my high, my high school career uh, because we were nerds and unpopular. And suddenly, like, popular kids were like, oh, we should fear them. And it's like, that's not the lesson here, but thanks for fearing me. You I mean, That happens in every generation. That, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like something for the Patreon show is what that sounds yes, like. Yes, I agree. Uh, Keith Oneshot, I dressed as female heroes, Black Canary, and Supergirl. Awesome. <laughs> nice. I hope they were at least comic accurate. You could at least sell the costume. My sister was Supergirl one year. It was blue feety pajamas, and I made her the S-Crest. Ah, cool. Uh, Will I Am Golden, next-door neighbor gave caramel apples, or caramel apples. Uh, I remember a neighbor who gave away caramel apples. You're trying, at least. I'm not a fan. I don't like them as it, as it is, so. As a Halloween treat, they usually just went into the bushes. I, I used to love them, but now my teeth are all messed up and jacked up because I'm older and I can't eat them. That's fair. An accidental madness, here, have a toothbrush. You take the toothbrush. I don't need one. I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. Uh, but we were talking about about Halloween. Um, so you transition from my uh, at least in my case, my parents transit. First, my dad never went. He was like, no. Uh, <laughs> but my mom would transition from like driving us to blocks to I think around eighth grade. I noticed that all the kids were having were hanging out and doing their own trick or treating, which translated into mischief night. Uh, of course. And. I really want to be a part of that. It really spoke to my destructive, uh, anarchistic nature. Uh, <laughs> Didn't so we all. I definitely went out with kids. Uh, I did not actually participate in the destruction, but I was culpable in terms of uh, being a witness. But I remember being like really entertained by like these kids like taking eggs and throwing them at houses and toilet papering places. I remember uh, getting stopped by the cops with them, and they all jumped in the bushes <laughs> because clearly this was not their first rodeo. But it was mine. And so it's just me on the side of the road with no houses anywhere nearby and the cops. And I'm like 11, 12, I guess 12. And they're like, what are you doing out here, son? And I'm like, oh, I'm trick-or-treating. And they're like, where's your costume? I'm like, it's in the bag. And they're like, why isn't it on your body? And I'm like, because I don't want to ruin it as I walk from house to house. He's like, okay, bye. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> My uh, my my situation was similar. It was actually, I think, now that I think of it, now my dad took me every year because my mom worked nights at the hospital because she was a nurse and everything. So that was always his job to take me trick or treating. And the and the little badass troublemaker in my hometown was a kid by the name of Richard Fortin, French Canadian. I'm pretty sure he's in jail right now, so <laughs> I have no problem saying his name. Mm -hmm. He's either in jail or he's one of those kids who went out to Calgary to try and make easy money working out the oil sands. But yeah, he he had like he was literally Bart Simpson. He had the little bastard, you know, kit of everything. I got your eggs, got paintballs. We're gonna whip those at cars. Ooh, we're gonna put uh, potatoes and tailpipes and yep. everything. Salt and gas cans. Like this kid, you, you could tell he waited all year for. It. And, he like, <laughs> and one year he's like, "Hey, Joel, you want to hang out? As we're gonna do this?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess I'll." walk around with you for a minute there and then slowly just like, yeah, I'll catch up in a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, that's too destructive. Eggs, eggs on the door, toilet paper. You know, it's funny. Like I, I would hate it. I would be so livid. 
but there's some there's something that gives my heart a little joy when on November 1st I'm driving around town and the whole neighborhood is just covered in toilet paper. Beautiful moment. Something it's really Americana. delightful about it. I don't know why, but I love it. I like when the people leave it there for a little while, where they're like, no, look upon the, the carnage that was wrought while I was out works. getting hammered. Like, I, I love it. I don't know why. It was particularly was great when it would be the school that got yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> Oh, I never TP'd the school. That would have been a fun one. Actually, fun, too. I remember, too, about Richard Fort. I'm like, where were his parents in that? Oh, yeah, his parents were friggin' going to jail and causing their own shit at that time, too. My dad worked as a bouncer for a little bit, and his mom, Richard Fortin's mom, bartended, too, and she was always getting thrown out and wow. shit as well. Damn, you knew true delinquents, man. Yeah, that kid was a true she- Hey, let me Facebook and find out where's this kid at this day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Preto, I did Ms. Marvel with pants one year, t-shirt and scarf. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, like, I remember, um, freshman year, it was after the whole, like, okay, I'm not egging out, okay, I don't have the stomach for for attacking houses, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, freshman year, I was in a weird social group transitionally, transitional period. Um, my close friends were too popular to hang out with me so they were with other more popular groups that didn't invite me out um and i had not yet grown the courage to ask people who would eventually become my friends to do stuff and so there was this weird like nebulous period where i'm with a couple of like really unpopular people who had who invited me out and i'm like whoa they invited me out and they were like let's go trick-or-treating and i'm like aren't i'm 14 (laughs) i'm a little too old a little too old to be trick-or-treating uh, so one of them dressed up as the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. So he dressed like Caesar, but he wore fall Michael's leaves. And he was very proud to point that everything. out all day in school. I'm the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Get that just tells you everything you need to know about that kid. God damn it. Uh, and another girl who was uh, my the only delinquent that I hung out with in high school's would-be girlfriend one day. Uh, she wore nothing, like, she wore clothing, obviously, but she didn't wear a costume. Maybe she did I think she was a cat or something. And I wore uh, a hoodie and jeans. And it was apparent within the first house we hit how this sucked. <laughs> like, this sucks. And we're walking around the town that belonged to my high school, and it was all very interconnected, very, like, teen wolf town kind of thing. And uh, so we're walking around, and I am done. First house, I'm like, this sucks. I didn't even bring a bag. So I got my hands in my pockets, got my hoodie up over my head. (laughs) We're just walking. I'm a drifter. I'm a drifter. And I'm about three people behind them. And this red Corvette comes screaming out of the darkness. Top down. Screeches to a halt. Everyone in the car, of which there are six or seven people, jump out with eggs and then pummel <laughs> my entire party with eggs. Oh, Jesus Christ. But my it costume was the been so convincing that they didn't even see me. <laughs> I was like Arnold in The Predator. Maybe they thought I was like sneaking up behind them and going to rob them or something. And they like, leave me alone. They just pummeled them with eggs. And, and I just stood there. And then they screeched away, and they just stood there like, this is what happens to us every year. 
<laughs> which really broke my heart. <laughs> oh, it's breaking my heart now just hearing about it all these years later. So we just slowly walked back. We trudged back to their house, like one of their houses, where they had to take off their costumes and shame. And then, like, take showers. And I'm like... I. I I was invited out by some people I didn't really know. So I'm thinking like, hey, maybe we'll like, maybe we'll get some candy. Maybe I might get laid. Like, who knows? You know, the, it's, it's Halloween. Anything can happen. Um, spoilers, that never happened. Uh, but like, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, cool things are going to happen. So I'm like, mom, dad, don't wait up. So I, like, it's 630. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, and the I night quit. is not even begun. And the night's over. And I'm trapped at their house. And they're just like, Sadly, t- and they're like, okay, let's play like let's play palindromes, like let's play word games. And oh, I'm like, I gotta oh. go home. And uh. I walked from their house to my actual friend's house, who was home. And I'm like, hey, Keenan, can you let me in? And he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, he's like, were you gonna do anything this week or tonight? And I'm like, not really. He's like, yeah, me either. And so we hung out and watched Treehouse of Horror. There you go. And that was great. Um, but yeah, it it was uh that was that was the period where I'm like, I think Halloween's over. Then I made friends and Halloween was not over. Then I started going to like Halloween parties. Where I was great. One year I was Mr. Pink. Black suit, black thin tie, shades. I looked dope. Um, or a blues brother, depending on who called you. Or a blues you. brother, depending on if I had a hat or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Mr. Pink. I was Silent Bob. My buddy had long blonde hair, so he was Jay. We did a, we did a pairing of costumes. By the way, hilarious situation about that. Uh... We weren't trendy dressers back then, but our mutual friend was, and he had an assortment of Jinkos. <laughs> Jinkos are jeans that are impossible to wear. They are yeah. they are as wide in the leg as I am in my torso, and for each leg, and they had a big, stupid, obnoxious J on the butt. They're also kind of coming back, I think. Oh, no. Well, anyway, we borrowed one of his Jinkos for... Keenan to wear as Jay because we were like Jay because we don't really have like a template for what Jay wears. Jay's just oh. Jay's just young and and dresses like people. So you know we put Jinkos on him and uh, so I remember us gleefully running to the car to get something and Keenan's never worn Jinkos a day in his life and he's running because of course the best part about Halloween if you're in high school wearing your Halloween costume to school. Um, but anyway, we're running from the school to the parking lot and he gets like three steps and the left Jenko leg like wraps around the right leg. Like he, it, it was like his Jenkos came to life and tried to stop him and just wrapped around his leg. He was like a mummy and just, just wham, just hit the, hit the pavement. And he put his hand out. He really cut up his hand. And I'm like, dude, you okay? He's like, I'm totally fine. We were like so focused on having fun. That he was like, I'm fine. He's like bleeding out of the hand. I'm like, we need to address this. I am with you. I'm happy to ignore your injury to have fun. But we do need to cover this. Because like, there will be chicks there. <laughs> Girls might be watching. Yeah, good old, there might be chicks. Um, NB- By the way, I'm using the term chicks as a like stupid 14-year-old high school kid who doesn't know any better and has no idea how to talk to women. Spray, uh, dye my hair and everything. Oh, no. And get, like, the fake piercings. I was super uncomfortable all night, but my goth buddy let me borrow some of his makeup, and there are pictures of that somewhere. Nice. I would love mime with with riser boots. Those, like, Mm. like the kind of boots that uh, someone in a Cenobite movie would wear. 
uh, that come up to like your knee and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, and they I have had like this much like like height on them. There's one picture I have of it. He was in the marching band. He's wearing a big drum. But uh, bizarre. Anyway, jumping into the super chat, NB Gleason. Hey, Salangel, your best podcast round. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Are you guys going to do Boku No Hero Academia or Transformers All Hail Megatron or Transformers G.I. Joe First Strike? No. Uh, can't. <laughs> no, we're not going to do them. Um, probably. I don't really read a lot of Transformers. The most Transformers you'll see is our New Avengers Transformers crossover. Um, we might do a video one day about the canceled DC Transformers crossover, but like. As you can see from the video uh, stats, uh, Transformers don't really perform on Comic Pop, so it's not really going to work out for us. There's a big uh, Transformers convention here in Toronto in a couple months. I was looking at local cons. Apparently, Toronto has its own uh, Transformers. But, uh, yeah, you should definitely do that. Are you kidding me? Like, I, every local con I have, I try to go to, especially the ones that are in my area. I just reach out to them. I'm, I'm, I'm press. I can do this, that, and the other thing. Here's your free pass. I go. Because, like, why not? November, or like mid-November, Toy-Con comes back. Oh. Dude, I don't blame you, man. I remember I was Spider-Man one year for Halloween, and I had a pretty dope Spider-Man costume. Full, full leotard. Uh, it was made of, like, cotton, but, like, had the boots, had a great mask, but had those holes, and I, that killed me. So I'm like, why? There's no way. Like, it needs to have, like, there needs to be some way to get the Spider-Man mask to work without these stupid holes. Um, yeah. eventually they would, but it would be for cosplayers and it's like magnets and stuff. And that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, How do they work? I don't know. I don't know. Hag magnets. There's, there's no way, um, <laughs> but I will say, uh, I can't pull it off now. Anyway, uh, comic yeah. goblin. When I join, uh, the Navy, I was expected, I was expecting crazy command Halloween parties since most bases do big Christmas parties. But then mm. I realized that all the revealing costumes and alcoholic is a bad idea. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll get in trouble. As a high, in high school, that's like a plan. When you're like a career Navy person, that's like a court martial. Like, be careful. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, man. Used against me later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Part uh, Halloween went from that to. I remember, like, in college, there was a. I put like did a wicked great uh, Indiana Jones costume. Eat. Uh, I was Brody. From Mallrats in, co in college. I was Bartleby from Dogma. Oh, wow, nice. Which, uh, I got some angel wings. I had this cool, like, Roman chest plate. The rest of it's just, like, black jeans, pair of boots, and a red sweatshirt. Um, it was very easy to pull off. I was very proud of it. I went to a very lame party that no one got or appreciated. It was very oh, sad. But I have one picture of it, so that worked out. Um, yeah, and, uh... Yeah, the Indiana Jones one I pulled off pretty great. But again, like, ever, like in college, I threw the parties because we oh, cause we had, like, a theme house. Yeah. And uh, they were lame. There's no denying it. They were an acquaintance, more or less. And he, his friend was going to Super Mario. Cool. He, he, had a, he grew the mustache. He had the whole thing. And my buddy was heavyset. And he's like, I want to do it. Ooh. Immediately, I came to a bomb. And he did. And he, he got, like, a, a black like winter cap got some great like white rope got like a thing that made it look like it was on fire and it looked like a great like wick he put two dots on a big black sweatshirt and he pulled it off i've awesome. never seen a better bomb in my life i'm like oh yes nicely done uh and he's like and then of course for years people were like you're bomb shaped and i'm like that's not the takeaway i wanted to go with it you know you're the <laughs> one who said like that you were heavy 
Oh, well. <laughs> I, uh, I'm definitely catching that bug, too, as I get older, too, where it used to be about, like, going to parties and it used to be about, like, dressing up for stuff like that. Now I just want to decorate my place for people to see. But then I also live in a condo with mostly all old people, so I get really into decorating my door. Yeah, that's year. really... If you live in a complex, you, you have to decorate the door, which is harder to, to, to pull off. We do have a house, so I do... I, I like, and I try to make it kind of like, like home, like a, like better homes meets Halloween. Like I have a neighbor who has a really gauche front yard. Oh yeah, we everything about those. it is horrible. Their house is falling apart. It's it's a nightmare. But uh, so I don't, I'm like, let me try to class up the joint a little bit. So we got like special signs, they like trick or treat or like boo, and like <laughs> I get like corn stalks from the local farm and put those up and everything. Like try to make it look kind of nice as opposed to like blah. Like I want to show. I'm enjoying the harvest season, and also, if you are a kid, we will have candy here. Like, please come, because for a bunch of years, nobody came. That's really disappointing, just sitting there, eating the candy myself. Yeah, especially because we're the, we're the full-size candy bar house, oh, so it's like, yeah. I have a box of candy, because Costco will sell you the big boxes of candy, so it's yeah, like... I'm not gonna, so I would just give them away or put them in the refrigerator at the office. Like, <laughs> what am I gonna do with all with with this huge box of random candy? The it's other true. thing was, how do you portion out those candy? Like, if you're a house that normally doesn't get any visitors, and then one year a bunch of kids came up, yeah. and I'm like, do I give all of them all the candy, or do I do I give them some of the candy in the hopes that there might be more kids later? True. Now I'm finding out Halloween is basically dead. And that, like, like uh, for the last three years, the trick-or-treaters come out around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Really? See, I I always had to be going out at 6, and that was always a big fight with my dad. It's like, oh, I want to go to her. It's like, no, nah, I got to go to at least 6 when the sun's going down. Yeah, got to go down when the sun's going down. For me, like, it's when school ends, the kids go out immediately, the ones who are going out. The rest of them go probably to the school where they have trunk or treat, where all the parents drive their cars into the parking lot and then open their trunks and then the kids wear their costumes, they do their their silly parade, and then, like, they go to each other's cars and get the candy they need because, like, you know, candy's bad for kids anyway and you really shouldn't be doing that regardless. Like, it's just really sucky. And no so we don't get trick-or-treaters. The kids aren't getting a chance to go out. They have no experience doing any of this. They don't get to walk around. Remember, like, actually, not last year, maybe the year before. Might have been last year. I don't remember. It was the year David S. Pumpkins came out. So I guess it was two right. years ago. Um, we went trick-or-treating. I was like, there's no one out. We're going trick-or-treating. Yeah. So Where's Ben, Tiffany, Ethan, myself, Danielle, we put on costumes we went door to door around like seven or eight o'clock at night. There were no kids. There were no <clears throat> trick or treaters. We went to three different neighborhoods. Nobody. And we're like, trick or treat. And each person who opened the door was like, what? <laughs> and we're like, no one's getting, no one's here. And they're like, well, I don't want this candy. Here you go. Like, it was very, like, <laughs> I mean, you drive a good, you make a good point that kids wouldn't make, which. Arguably is kind of weird that you're adults going to get candy, but like at the same time, you're also doing me a favor. Here you go. <laughs> no, you became you became Hank Hill from that Halloween episode of King of the Hill. Oh, where it's like, no, that. we will take back Halloween. We will go through the streets. And that was back in the early 90s they did this episode wow. talking about that Halloween is dying. Yeah, well, it's I think it's officially in the in the coffin. Um 
By the way, Sad. Joshua Wright, I've done martial arts my whole life, so I did Iron Fist one year at my dojo Halloween nice. party, complete with big dragon chest, and nobody got it. That oh. sucks. You, you should would figure yeah, if anyone would know. You should bust that out at a Comic-Con. Like, keep that costume, <laughs> do it again at, another, at a show. Uh, the Razor Vids, Joel, what's your favorite Zevia soda? Mine's Cola. Cola's nice. I got a lot of the orange going on right now. Man, but yes, uh, there's your soda. Uh... Yeah, man. Uh, but we did we did go out, and it was re- pretty fun. Uh, I don't think we could get away with it again. <laughs> well, I didn't push it. Also, like, I don't really know anybody who does Halloween parties. Also, like, the older you get, the, like, harder it is to go to Halloween parties. Because, like, the point of a Halloween party is, like, if you're, okay, if you want to celebrate Halloween, you go trick-or-treating. If you're too old for trick-or-treating, you go to a Halloween party. Yeah. But if you're not looking to, like, but the point of the Halloween party is to, like, meet people, like, you know, get wasted or whatever for most people, which is not my plan. So, same. you know, my my, my ideal Halloween party is, like, the one you see in, on, in Hollywood, where it's, like, yeah. a huge house with hundreds of people, and they're all wearing varying degrees of intricate costumes. Never. Like, like some crazy rich guy put together. Apparently in Texas, one of the guys who uh, work for one of the big game studios has an insane one every year with like bookshelves that move around and actual fire and everything. See, that's the thing. What you need, what you want, what, like what we're looking for isn't a Halloween party. We're looking for a masquerade ball. Yeah. Or like a resurgence of the Halloween dance. That's why there's an arcade in my area that is doing a, ho- a costume party or whatever. And I'm like, I am going. First of all, video game. Second of all, yeah. I got a dope costume. I look like a Ghostbuster. And third, it's an arcade, so I'll be themed because I'm from the 80s. Her, her. You know, so like that'll mm-hmm. be the idea. But like that's what I'm looking for. Like I want to go to like Yes to being av- readily available. That's Always what I'm looking nice. for now, I think. It's hard. It's hard to like. De- it's hard to make Halloween work as you get older. So what, I, what we're basically saying, the takeaway for it is, if you are under twenty, trick or treat, go out, hit up parties, be safe, but more importantly, like have fun. Like yeah. do everything you can. Squeeze every ounce of pumpkin juice out of Halloween because it just they ain't gets, always going to be there. The pumpkin gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> It's not like Christmas where every year you get a gift even where the magic is gone. The magic is gone so much faster from Halloween. Yes. With Christmas, I, I no, I'm like, it's Christmas. And I'm just like, I, I go all out. And it's like in, in my whole house, a winter wonderland. I am like insane for Christmas. But uh, I will and say. Christmas cards, quoting yeah, He-Man. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh but yeah, with Halloween, it's harder to do it. It's hard to pull it off. The older you get and the more you celebrate Halloween, the more you look kind of insane. You know, it's you look true. like the Addams Family, but like without the fun kitsch factor. <laughs> Which I love the Addams Family. How come they haven't tried to reboot that yet? Yeah. You know what we need? We need a Halloween con. No. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would go because like they don't have anything else to do. Especially because most kids aren't trick-or-treating anymore. Which is sad. Yeah. Yeah, very sad. I can believe. Yeah, that, that breaks my heart, too, when you told me that. I'm like, really? I thought it was just where I was. No, no, I think it's everywhere, man. That blows. Which totally blows. Yeah. There's, no, there's something to be said for, like, this weird phenomenon of put on a costume that makes you someone else and then just run off into the night. Yeah. And visit your neighbors and request them give you candy. That's awesome. And, like, I, I think it's almost like... If I were the tinfoil hat wearing type, 
I would say that it was like a like a deliberate attempt to stop that from happening. Yeah, probably that. Also, maybe it's like we don't talk to our neighbors anymore anyway, so why do we want to go hang out with them and try and get stuff from like, them? You only see them for 15 seconds. <laughs> Trick or treat, candy in the bag, you move on to the next one. That's all you need. You don't need to be like, hi, like, True. let's go into your house and talk. Like, no, we got we got more houses to hit, man. Yeah, it's a I, weird I think phenomenon. it also has to do with people being more health conscious. People being like, I don't have time. Probably. I can't. I, what am I going to do with 16 pounds of candy? Like, I, you know, that's horrible. It's my exercise, man. I'm walking it off. I'm earning it all. Walking up and down the block. Exactly. Yeah, but then, yeah, but you're only doing that to get the candy. Then you just sit yeah. on your ass until Thanksgiving eating candy. This is true. We did get a lot of candy, like, like the other year. It was great. We were like, what are we going to do with all this candy? Oh, no. It worked too well. What, were you like me, too, as the kid where your parents are always like, now you can have this much, but I know you're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my parents, well, my mom loves candy. So, like, she would be like, I'll be in charge of the candy. And it would just get, I would just lose more candy. Like, every day, there'd be less candy. Gotta kick the candy up. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'd be like, I would start grabbing my candy out of it and creating a little separate bag that I'd keep in my room. That was for the candy that I'm like, don't eat this, mom. I need this candy. Did you do the thing I do? Would you sort it afterwards? It's like, okay, M&M's over here. Oh, Henry's over here. Oh, first thing you do when you get home, you dump it all out on the living room floor and then just start sorting it. Everything like, you know, all this is all like can go to the charity or whatever. I don't care where it goes, but that's going out. Then this is like the, my favorite candy. This is like the open canyons to go, you know, that kind of thing. There's always usually a monster movie marathon on or Treehouse of Horror, as you mentioned. Yes. That's the other thing. Like, there's there's fun marathons. I know, like, for, uh, you know, and that's for, for a number of hol- for, for holidays. Like, New Year's. I love spending it watching Twilight Zone now. Um, yeah. For Halloween, it should be, like, just nonstop. Like, just watching Hocus Pocus until the, day, until the next day. There you go. I uh, I like making my own playlist, which I hate to say I've been working so hard and because I've been sick, I haven't gotten to get through it. But like I want to watch Paranorman and Coraline and Cabin in the Woods and like all my favorite. Oh, ones. that'd be a great idea. And you got to watch The Crow. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, I don't worry. I got The Crow. I got the new Blu-ray version of Ooh. The Crow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, that, that, that's just a little bit like peek into our Halloweens of, of ho- like like days of Halloween's past. If you will. <laughs> that's a good title. Thank you. Uh, it doesn't help with search, but it's a it's a catchy title. Um, but yeah, so let us know in the comments if you're watching this later on on YouTube. Uh, what was your fondest Halloween costume that you pulled off? Um, or conversely, if you never pulled it off, what's the biggest Halloween costume blunder you ever committed? <laughs> let us know that, and we'll see you guys next time with another spooktacular episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. Um, I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye bye. <laughs>